0: Hey, everybody, welcome to the 21 Minutes or Less podcast. I'm Keisha Milana. And I am Nakia Smith. And today we have a really special guest. Her name is Christina McKinnis. She's actually a self-made influencer and blogger from Portland, Oregon. And she's back and forth between Portland and L.A. right now. And she actually has her own podcast called The Bottle Blonde, where she talks about boys, booze, business, and beauty. So welcome to the 21 Minutes or Less podcast. How are you today?
1: Hi, girls. Thank you so much for having me. I'm doing good today. I am in a Portland visiting family, and it is so dreary outside. I'm like, oh my gosh. From being in LA to here, I'm like all bundled up and <laughs> sipping on some warm coffee. Wow, well, I was just about to ask
0: you, how's the weather out there in LA? But you're in Portland, so I, I guess I just got my answer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, yeah, it's definitely in LA, it's been pretty nice. But when I've come back to Portland, like these last few days, I was like, oh my goodness, it is like it's crazy. I'll have to send you guys pictures. It's so rainy. If you guys have never been, it's definitely bring your rain jacket and your rain boots.
0: <laughs> wow. Thank you so much. Please send us pics, but let's get into some questions. So first of all, how long have you been an influencer?
1: So I actually started doing the blogging influencing thing back in college and I did it for so many different companies and then branched out about three years ago and created my own blog. Um, And I would say I've definitely taken it more seriously in the past three years than I did beforehand. I posted like cute pictures on Instagram, but it wasn't something that I was like, all right, this is going to be a business until the last three years. So I started that. I also worked in influencer relations. So it's given me a great kind of backing to what I do now. I also have a digital agency where we do influencer relations, social media management. For me, schedule wise, Google Calendar is like I live and breathe and die by it because that's how I plan my whole day. And then I actually pick days for different things. So I have the podcast, which is normally what I do on Mondays. And then I try to record with other people on Mondays or Wednesdays. Today, today's a little different, but most of the time, those are the days that I'll record on. Then I have a full day for like content creation for me to get caught up on everything on Instagram, do the brand deals, talk with my manager and then the team for the digital agency is pretty much, I mean, it's every single day. I work every day, if we going to be honest. But it's just everyone, you know, I think everyone's balance is a little different. Mine is just solely based Google Calendar planning and then figuring out what I have to do the night before.
2: Awesome. I heard you say your team helps you out. So I just want to ask you for like the aspiring entrepreneurs
1: who may not have a team. What would it like starting out? yourself? Um, So I would say when it was just me, the best thing that I did was prioritize things and time block. And I still do that. To this day, there's nothing that I don't have my hands in, whether it's the podcast, my personal like blogging, influencing stuff, or the agency. Time blocking is huge. And also, if you're needing help, there's plenty of people in college who need uh, internships, So that was wonderful. And when I was graduating, like I had a few people who needed internship credits. That was a great way. Um, And now there's so many different resources like Fiverr or Canva that are free where you can teach yourself so much. I think doing a lot of background research and no matter what you want to dive into is huge. So there's so much at our fingertips now, whether it's Google, all these different resources, um, trainings, YouTube. I mean, honestly, now you can learn everything online.
0: Wow, I definitely agree with that. I feel like YouTube University has gotten me through plenty of tasks, so I can definitely vouch for them. And also, just speaking to YouTube, I did go to your YouTube and I seen that you had a video on getting Botox shots. So I know a lot of people are on the fence about just plastic surgery, but I'm definitely for it, and I think it's really important that women do do things like that and share their journeys of when they're getting it, showing that you can still love yourself, etc. And I'm sure you talk about that on the podcast, but can you tell me a little bit about? Just what made you decide to post that video? Yeah. Because you don't have many. Yeah. YouTube,
1: (laughs) we're trying to bump up right now. I had like, I've dabbled in YouTube. I literally have three videos up there (laughs) and they're all like years apart. So that's actually one of my 2020 goals is to start posting regularly on there. Um, We have it on IGTV too, um, but we were like, we might as well just throw this up to YouTube. I posted it because I feel like there's such this awful stigma around any kind of self-improvement. But it's funny, you know, when you talk nutritionists or dietitians, everyone's for it. But the moment that you talk about some self-improvement, whether it be Botox or fillers or, you know, PRP, stuff like that, and we totally talk about that on the podcast, like people automatically have that stigma that you might be self-absorbed or why would you be doing that? Or, you know, for me, I'm just super open and honest. And I felt like a lot of people at that certain time when I posted it were not talking about it. And so now it's like a little bit, I feel like since then a little bit more socially acceptable, which honestly makes me so happy. So many people after I posted that video came to me and they're like, thank you so much. I had no idea. And it's a lot different to see like, okay, you know, this is someone that, you know, online, who's a girlfriend to you or someone that you've chatted with before where they're sharing their real experience versus just, like a plastic surgeon or someone walking through the process you don't necessarily get like all of the back end that you would get on the patient side
0: right that's great i love it and yes i do think that even since you posted that video it's become more socially acceptable which is why I think it's important for people to keep posting videos like that so that it can become normalized and we can, you know, try to reverse that
1: stigma. Oh my gosh, totally. I think it's <laughs> such a, it's such a market too, where there's, I, I think there's a lot that you can do to like really subtle changes to yourself. If you're feeling like, okay, I've always hated, let's say um, your nose, for example. I have a friend who had a deviated septum from soccer and like she ended up not fixing it for the longest time. And it was one of her biggest insecurities to make her feel like so self-conscious in public or different social outings. And she got it fixed and it completely changed her whole self-confidence. So for me, I'm like, if you could do something like that to make yourself feel five or 10% better, like we've only got so much time on this earth. Why would you not?
2: That's a good perspective to look from because you know, on this podcast, we talk about self-care and then this is a new avenue, speaking about self-improvement on yourself. So I like that you are bringing a different approach to self-care and how you have to like start from yourself, like the inside, and then once you feel good in the inside, you can fix that outer appearance, and then it's just like a, a domino effect, <laughs> so to speak, because once you're confident about yourself, that will shine and show to other people when you're around them.
1: Oh my gosh, 100%. I think that, you know, how you feel on the inside is radiating to like ev- everything, like how you speak, how you talk, your confidence, um, all those things are super interconnected. And like, your overall wellness, too, is like, how are you going to perform in business and life and friendships. So it's, it's interesting that like, just little things like that can can totally change how you feel about yourself and that may even be like small things like how you guys were talking about self-care like maybe that's your yoga in the morning or meditation it's not necessarily always something that's cosmetic
0: definitely so another question I have for you is you know even you just mentioned struggling with YouTube but you have like over 50,000 followers on Instagram so like how do you I guess pivot your audience or try to find different ways to branch out your social media influence to other
1: platforms? For me right now, I'm just doing like, I'm taking my own advice right now. I'm just doing research. So I got a few books online kind of about YouTube, about the customer behavior around YouTube, why people click on certain things. And so that's for me, like my first step is going to be like diving into research about the market and then finding, you know, different things that I want to do to set myself apart from the other people and make it different than my Instagram so that people have a reason to go there. Who are your demographic? That's the, the biggest thing is like, I've asked people you know, in the past and I was like, you know what, actually I'm not marketing towards you. So like, not that their opinion doesn't matter, but it's not geared towards who you're trying to talk at. So even on Instagram, I have like 15 girls that I have in a group and we are all in a group together. I asked like people on Instagram if they wanted to join this group. And I'll send them coffee like every few months, some of the girls in the group, and I'll ask them questions about like, what they're liking from my content, what they wish there was more of what they are seeing online. And it's good to have like a little community to be able to bounce ideas off of and say, Hey, what do you guys think of this? And like, they'll be super open and honest, which I love. And they're from all over. Um, But they are my target demographic that I'm speaking to most of the time. So Feeling, I don't know, feeling that community and also using your community is such a cool way to get them uh, integrated in what you're doing next or any kind of feedback or questions you have.
0: Wow, that's something I never thought about. I think that that's the gem right there, because if you can just get these small group of people that you are trying to really, you know, market to their demographics and then they're telling you the good, the bad, the ugly. And then you can go and fix that and then remarket it to everybody else. Like, that's so, so valuable. So thank you for that. Just helping
1: me. Oh my gosh, of course. Yeah. It's just like little things that I feel like have totally helped along the way. But there's so many other things. Like, I feel like, especially for people who are just wanting to start out to, like, the biggest thing is to not get discouraged. Because every single point of everything you do, everyone feels that, like, oh my gosh, like, you know, why am I doing this or imposter syndrome or feeling anxiety around things. So I think just realizing that everyone feels that and just to be consistent and, and everything will, everything will work out how it should be.
0: Definitely being consistent is also key.
1: So how often do you post on your Instagram? Um, This week has been awful. (laughs) Most of the time I'm posting like every other day, um, these past few weeks, just with life and things have gotten really crazy with the agency and I'm back. I've been traveling a little bit, so it's been a little wild, but most of the time I'm posting daily on there, at least on Instagram stories, um, on all my platforms and then, you know, in feed posts with some of our like stuff with the bottled blonde, um, we're posting daily on there now and then the agency will be back to posting daily here in a few days. So everything will be back on track. I feel like it's just kind of things ebb and flow sometimes and you have to be okay with that and realize that you can't do... You're only one person sometimes. (laughs) So it's okay if you don't get the post out that day um, or even that week. Sometimes it's just about um, you know realizing where you're at at that very moment and then tailoring everything around that. So I mean you know, consistency is very important yet. (laughs) I haven't posted this week and it's, it's just, it's ebb and flows.
2: I love it. I love that you give yourself grace and understand that life happens. And then I'm pretty sure your audience understands that as well. Oh yeah.
1: I feel like people are super understanding and too, it's like, I feel like at least the community that I've cultivated on Instagram is so nice and so supportive and so helpful out of any like any platform that I've ever been on that is like the most supportive of a community and they've been like people have been on I've like been like doing Instagram stories while I'm sick and they're like take a rest like stop being on Instagram (laughs) Like, like go back to bed go like um like your health is the most important so I I love how supportive and awesome everyone is
0: Yes, I love it. And I seen on your for your digital agency that you have y'all do things like editing people's reels and stuff, which I think is really cool cuz a lot of people are trying to get into that feature. But do you do any like I guess coaching as well, or is it more just doing the day-to-day? Um, tasks? So
1: we do like social media management. So we'll take over your entire Instagram. Um, we'll take over your Facebook. And then, you know, we're starting into taking over people's YouTube channels, which is why I'm obviously trying to get on there as well, so that I can have a little bit more insight on the back end back end of everything. Um, so we do the social media management and then we'll do the design aspect too. So we've just finished designing an entire product line of uh, ciders that are going to be coming out. We do logos, hex codes, branding, and then we'll also do a lot of graphic design. So we've done a ton of podcast covers, any kind of digital marketing materials. And then we go into the website realm, which is like SEO, SEM. We'll do actual website design as well. So we have In the past year since we started, I launched in January 2020, um, and of this, of January 2021, since then, we've had over 100 clients, and it's all been word of mouth. That is awesome. It's so, it's like you are a (laughs) one-stop shop. It's sweet. I try. I promise. (laughs) It may sound like, you know, I've got it all together, but I promise I, most of the days, I don't. <laughs> it's just very like everything is constantly going it's just like just keep swimming
0: yes well thank you so much can you drop like one or two more jams just closed out Something that our audience can really have resonate with them throughout the rest. Yeah, I
1: am actually. My boyfriend told me this, and I loved it. It seems really simple, um, but after like something has gone wrong, or there's a problem, or you feel discouraged, we've been saying it's not that serious right after that kind of happens, and it's funny how that completely transforms your entire day. So like. If an appointment was late or something didn't work out and you just say, it's not that serious. I noticed like all of the tension in my body go away. It's been a total game changer for me.
0: Wow. I need to try that. It's not that serious. I need to tell myself that it's like a a mantra. No,
1: No, it totally is. That's why I I don't know. It's been, we love it. And I love to say too, like another thing that I constantly say, can I cuss on here? Is that okay?
2: Okay. um, (laughs) uh, We
1: have a little button um, on Amazon that my friend got me and it's called the fuck it button. And we hit it anytime we make like a big decision. And so recently, like instead of just doing it for big decisions, I've hit it for the everyday. And then like every day is kind of like a big deal in a sense. And so that's kind of like an empowering. And then when things go wrong, I say it's not that serious. So it's a nice like balance out. But the button on Amazon is hilarious and is like such a good gift.
0: Ooh, I love it. You just gave me a good gift <laughs> idea. Keep dropping gems on gems on gems. Well, thank you so much. Can you please tell our listeners what I can follow you on? Social yeah. Videos? So my
1: personal Instagram. This is extremely long, so it's probably the longest Instagram handle known to man. It's Christina Catherine McInnes, and then the podcast is on Op Apple, Spotify. Um, you can find us at the Bottled Blonde Podcast on Instagram. Our digital agency is KCM Connect. And then YouTube is Christina McGinnis. Things will be ramping up there here, hopefully shortly. (laughs) We've got our launch date. So things have got to get rocking. And and then my website is ChristinaMcGinnis.com. And you can see all of our, some of our clients on there. You can see the agency, the podcast, and then my personal blog.
0: Well, thank you so much. And make sure y'all also go follow us. Our pages at 21 minutes or less on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube, and then you can follow our personal pages. Mine is at Keisha Malana,
2: and mine is at Miss Butterfly 21. M I S S. And we'll see y'all in the next episode. Thanks, guys. <laughs> All right.